we're happy to be back on the mic, both of us together. And Cara, do you want to explain? Okay, so you've been off the mic for like two weeks. Do you want to explain what you've been doing, what you've been up to? I feel like there hasn't really been much. (laughs) (laughs) To be completely honest, I think it's so hard doing a podcast when we both have like such different lives and like different, I guess, priorities. Like my, my ultimate goal I guess is for me to like record the episode and like edit and and stuff during the working week so I can relax on the weekends and like socialize on the weekends whereas I feel like for you at least at the moment after work you kind of want it to be the time where you're relaxing or like switching off yeah and then you're happy to to dedicate like a whole day on a weekend to do the podcast yeah that's so true so it's like trying to find I guess we just need to find a way to make it work for the both of us yeah it was funny because we were saying that we were overwhelmed trying to make this episode happen which is all about being (laughs) overwhelmed which is kind of ironic in the sense that we couldn't schedule it we've like Cara's had our notes for this episode for like the past three weeks because that's how long we wanted to record this yeah exactly and then because we couldn't mesh our schedules that's why like I ended up doing a solo episode last week yeah just kind of and also like something always happens like one person like I felt ill this this week so I was just like I had mouth ulcers I was like Leo I can't record an episode if I can't (laughs) yeah we rescheduled this one a lot yeah exactly but we'll be better at it and I feel like a solo episode every once in a while is quite nice that gives you a chance to talk about things that you're 100% like interested in you know I was saying I was looking forward to doing the solo episode because it means that like you'll be doing a solo episode you know sometime soon <laughs> yeah I feel like it's a bit of a guilty pleasure for ourselves like I love listening to Leo's solo episodes and like you like listening I to love mine. listening to yours like it's really nice yeah it's like I can I get to listen to our podcast but it's like not me and I have no idea what exactly you speak about so it's just kind of I don't know I find it fun so it's like quite a nice feeling to like see the episode like be, being uploaded mm. and you're like oh my god I wonder what she's talking about it's like we get to be fans <laughs> of our own podcast <laughs> it's so nice I love it but yeah, this this episode is going to be all about how to deal with being overwhelmed. But before we get into this episode, uh, I feel like we should say our highs and lows because we do this every week. Oh, yeah. Do you want to go first and say your highs this yes. week? Yes. Okay. So my high this week was just spending time with friends. I feel like, I don't know, I had this moment where a friend came over and we did kind of like working from home in the middle of the week and then in the evening, like... I think four of our like girlfriends joined us and we just had like a movie night takeout. We were just like, I don't know, I think I just feel very grateful for them. I was like looking around the room and realized, you know, I think half of the people I hadn't met and I hadn't even known before, don't know, April of last year. I mean, two of them I only met, you know, in summer. So it's just kind of crazy to think that we've all bonded and like grown so close together in like the past few months. And we've kind of just like meshed and come from all these, we've met through like the strangest circumstance. And I think that's the interesting thing about adult friendship is that like you just meet in such crazy ways. Like the girl that came over for working from home, who we actually want to interview for our podcast as well. Her name's Lucy. And I met her because she... (laughs) she met another friend of mine because their ex-boyfriends used to be friends. So then they became friends. So it's just like the strangest thing. And now, you know, we're friends with her. And I, yeah, I feel like (laughs) I am just very grateful for like my my London friendships and friendships in general at the moment. And just 
excited about being back in London and, and life and like what's to come. I feel like I've got lots of exciting trips planned and I don't know, I'm just enjoying the day to day. That's so cute. Yeah. And that's why I was like, I don't want to say any low because I just feel like... She doesn't have a low. I don't have a low. Yeah. I just feel very grateful and I feel like I'm doing a lot better than... I was, you know, with all that like overthinking that's been happening and stuff. Yeah. I really think I've, you know, I'm making I'm making progress. So I wanna pat myself on the back and give myself no love. That is so <laughs> good. What the heck? That's so good. <laughs> what about you, my dear? You didn't end up giving an update, by the way, of what you're oh. doing. <laughs> Oops. Well. So you can you can combine the update with your highs and lows. Yes, to be fair, because basically that is my update. So my highs of this week are that I I've had a few, maybe too many. But there's never too many. But very, like, cozy self-care evenings, which I feel like I really ne- needed. Aww. It's just been so nice to, like... I've had, like, three baths this week, and I, like, put candles on, and, That's like, so I've been, well, nice. I started watching Emily in Paris, which everyone has so much to talk about. And I was like, okay, I really need to see what the hype is. Okay, what are your thoughts? About it. We haven't caught I don't think it. it's as bad as everyone makes it out to be. <laughs> I, I genuinely think the producer, like, ironically made I it... So too. Bad to the yeah. point where there it's like not genius but like it makes you still want to watch it and also i i thought her character would be more like obnoxious and annoying and i don't find her annoying at all i do find her a little bit annoying but also i do think they do it like on purpose i read that i think it's patricia yeah, they do Fields, it on purpose. right who does the costumes and she's obviously like a genius at costumes i'm pretty sure she's done the costumes in like sex in the city or something and yeah. I think she purposely dresses Emily in like super obnoxious, like bold, weird colors and like, you know, to kind of yeah. make her look trashy versus the Parisian women. If you see, they all look so classy, so elegant, like Camille and what's the the boss lady's names? Sylvie. Like they're always dressed like, yeah. mwah, like top notch. That's true, to be fair. If I were to critique anything, it would just be her outfit choices. But it also does make sense. Like it's the idea that oh, an American is coming to france and, the, and like are they're trying to embody the like oh this is what being in paris is mm-hmm. supposed like this is how people in paris like with her what's it called the mm-hmm. hat that they wear right you know like that's so stereotypical and it's like she's trying to yeah i guess trying to fit in and i really i yeah i you love to hate it i think like you know it's kind of trash but it's just so addictive yeah i really enjoyed the second season oh i haven't okay wait i'm still like season one okay i like the second season better than the first yeah i the the one thing i'm curious of is what french people like their thoughts watching it because i think it really at least in the first season it doesn't or it portrays french culture in kind of like a toxic way yeah the workplace like the french people not being the nicest and then that everyone has affairs and like that's a french thing to do and i'm just like i I don't know if it is but i'd assume that that's a massive (laughs) generalization to me yeah i feel like they've thrown all the stereotypes in that they possibly could and yeah. yeah i'm not french myself i don't really have any french friends so i don't really know what it's actually like yeah if any of you are from france can you let us know what you think about emily in paris yeah and if you have watched it because we want to know yeah i i don't know how i'd feel if it was like you know emily in berlin and then it was like i don't know just having loads of German yeah and like everyone's just in, in body it. exactly and then you're just watching you're like but people aren't actually like this and it's like a not a proper representation yeah or maybe some are but not all you know i feel like it's Obviously, stereotypes probably come from somewhere, but it's just not representative of, like, the whole country, maybe, or I don't know. I think it's interesting. Yeah, but yeah, it was nice to have, like, a few evenings to just, like, relax and get cozy. That's okay. Um, and, and, like, Ed cooked me dinner all in on those three days, and it was, like, it was just nice to have relaxing I am, evenings. 
I'm a bit jealous that you have a person that can like take some load off you, you know, and like yeah, cook for you. And, and like stuff. we time it perfectly to like when I'm done with my bath, so I can like go downstairs and like the food's ready. I'm like, yes, goals in life right now. Stop. That's so sweet. That's what I want. <laughs> it's literally so nice. But my my low of this week is just that I've spent a lot of time this week just like questioning why I care so much about what other people think of me. Like I've just had a realization that I really care probably too much if I feel like someone doesn't like me that like really gets to me I'm like I think about it all day and I'm like I really need to make sure that this person likes me um and so I've just like spent time kind of questioning it like why do I care so much and like what does it come from blah 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 and although it was like helpful it was a bit overwhelming I guess which mm. is the theme of this episode <laughs> but yeah it was just like a bit too much because it's not That's like something so I can just change really quickly what did you like what conclusions did you come to um so I went all the way back to my childhood and I was just mm-hmm. like, because I think having a twin sister doesn't really help because you're compared to that person. So you need to have your thing. Yeah. And like at school, she was like the smart, really intelligent one. And I was just, it sounds really bad saying this, I guess, but I was just like the girl that got the guys at school, which in the moment is like, can be fun or whatever. But now that I'm older, I'm like, so I really base like me as a person on what other people thought of me and like if they thought I was good looking or whatever that was then I was like okay I'm good enough yeah and now that I'm in like a really stable relationship where I don't get attention from other boys which I'm completely happy with I'm happy happy being in a stable relationship but now it's like what am I like what is my thing Hmm. and like how do people perceive me now that they can't think of me that way you know that's so interesting yeah I feel like I went some I mean I didn't obviously never grew up with a twin so I don't think I relate to that struggle you know as much I mean I have a 10 year younger brother it's very hard to compare (laughs) us you know yeah but I feel like I also had that at school where I felt very much dependent of like what guys thought of me and like my looks and based a lot of that you know I think that's where people my people pleasing comes from as well yeah completely like not being able to say no to certain things because like I wanted people to like me and, you know, get validation in that way. And I remember thinking that as well when I got into the relationship with my ex is like suddenly you realize that you can't get validation from guys in the way that like I used to. Yeah. And I spoke about this with like another friend of mine as well, who was then also at the time in a long distance, uh, not in a long distance, in a long term relationship. And she said she was like struggling with the same thing. So I feel like it is maybe quite a common thing. Which, I think that uh, there's the thing I don't want is like I I wish like even if I was single now I I wish I still didn't rely on that no exactly so it's more like kind of now realizing that you it was that was never your thing like that was no. just you're so much more than your looks exactly and, and looks at the end of the day don't matter like you you're gonna change and like it, it's yeah. such a it's not a st- sustainable thing to base your worth off of at all no. so then I started like going on this mind ramble of like, oh, but why do I care so much about what I look like? I put so much effort every day to look presentable and like I don't leave the house unless I feel confident in what I'm wearing and stuff. And I, I just wish mm. I didn't care so much about that stuff. Yeah. And then I just I, got annoyed at myself. I was like, you should. And I, I like rationalize it in my head. I'm like, yeah, but you know, you're, you're worth yeah. more. You know that there's other things that make you you, blah, 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 blah. And I can say all these things, but it's still it's like hard to actually believe it, I guess. Yeah, it's always something different. This is what I try and, you know, when I explain my own overthinking, it's like, I know rationally that Mm. it's stupid. Like, I know I say this out loud 
and I know what the right thing to say to myself is and like what the correct answer is but it doesn't mean just because it's irrational that it doesn't affect you any less exactly yeah it's it's not like you can like flip your switch your fingers and that's it you know exactly and then sometimes you'll have a good day and sometimes you'll have a bad day and sometimes and then the next week could be good but then you'll have a another low sort of thing um yeah but I think it's really good that you are aware of it now you know that like you took the time and even I can imagine that was like emotionally draining to yeah literally so so much yeah I think it's really good I think what makes it hard as well is that I notice it at work now and like Hmm. if people now that I'm like settled into my job and stuff and like I don't have people really seeing what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis so my only my only like way of knowing if I am doing good is just by myself so it's like trying to realize that you don't need other people and this is where like again I'm seeking like validation from other people like you don't need other people telling you you're doing good at your job to know that you are doing doing good at your job so I just felt that a lot this week where I was like I feel like because no one said anything then I was like I'm not clearly not doing good enough you know like I need to be doing the best like being the hero every single week and like solving all these problems but it's not like you don't have to be that person every single day you know and you can be yeah. good without other people telling you that you're good so I, I just wish I trusted myself more like my own judgment of myself mm. because at the end of the day that's all that matters is how you see yourself so yeah I 100% agree and I think that's also the weird thing about how the systems in which we grow up in kind of indoctrinate like make us feel that way as well because we grow up and we're reliant on other people's approval and judgment of ourselves all the time right like grades the whole grading system is based on not what you think how good you did but like somebody else giving you a grade and it's dependent on how a teacher sees you or you know uh I mean even if there's like maths and then there's logically like a right or wrong it's still Mm -hmm. your kind of your whole success is dependent on other people's grades like given to you or but also you have like a a quick way you get like feedback at all stages so you know when you've done something good is like when you've gotten a good grade you know yeah I remember really struggling with that a little bit when I got out of school or like I guess uni you know kind of realizing that as soon as you enter the work world you won't get that constant those constant milestones or reflections of quote-unquote how good you're doing and you know comparisons to how other people are doing it kind of just is a bit different when you when you're working yeah so you have to kind of create your own checklist like you set your own goals and like judge yourself I guess Mm. which is hard to do because I feel like it's easier to believe other people telling you something than you telling it to yourself so yeah which is so weird I hate that we place more importance on what other people say and think about us than what we say and think sometimes exactly but I think that's something good to realize yeah work on yeah and it's just gonna take time I guess yeah and maybe therapy to be honest because I feel like the best way is to talk about it so I might I'm I'm considering it I think that's that would be good Mm, yeah I'll see yeah maybe just look into it like you could just like start the process doesn't mean that you have to start therapy right away but just yeah I think it's just like asking myself all these questions like what do I want to unlearn and like what do I want to focus on about myself and then like then I can make the decision of what okay what are you actually going to do about it yeah yeah maybe you can just like try and challenge yourself a bit more I mean this is something super tiny 
But actually, for me, it's not that tiny. But on Friday, I went out and I wore like a crop top. And it was only a crop top. It was like like tight fitting and it didn't have arms. <laughs> and <laughs> I know this like is stupid to probably like 90% of people. Maybe actually not. I feel like maybe people can relate to this. But yeah. I just no, I think never 100%. have worn that, you know, yeah. a couple, I don't know, months, whatever time ago. And on Friday, I was like, really, I didn't know what to wear. And I've had this top for ages because I bought it and I thought it was really cute. But I never wore it because I'm like too insecure. And it's a thing of like, oh, maybe, you know, in summer I'll feel confident enough. Or like maybe then then I'll feel confident enough to wear it. And then on Friday, I was just like, you know, I was running late. I had this perfectly good Mm -hmm. outfit, which the only reason why I didn't want to wear it is because I didn't feel confident enough in like showing that much, I guess, of my body. Um. And it's not even as if that much was exposed. It's more like you can obviously see my body more if it's like slim fitting and like a bit of crop and all of this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it was like a scandalous top. <laughs> um, but yeah, I FaceTimed, I FaceTimed my boyfriend. I was like, can I wear this? <laughs> I, I sent a photo to my friend as well. And they obviously were both like, yes, obviously wear it and stuff. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to say fuck it. Like, you know, fuck the insecurities. Just go and do it. So, and how was it? Like It was fine, the- like, because I wore a cardigan as well with it. And then when I was in the club, I obviously took the cardigan out. I just, like, tied it around my waist. And, yeah. yeah, I felt super fine with it. I think it was more just the initial, I don't know, quote-unquote fear of, like, oh, my God. But then, you know, what if I drink? And then I look different as well than, you know, what I initially looked when I went out and stuff. You yeah. know, like, all... Th- and and just the thing, the fact that I don't ever go out looking like that. So it's just kind of... yeah. But it's so amazing that you got to do it and then then you got home and you're like, oh my God, that wasn't the end of the world. Like I could actually no. do that and it was completely fine. And like no one said anything and no one cares at the end of the day. Yeah. Like what you look like. Because you're not going to comment on someone else being like, oh my God, I can, uh, your body looks like that. Interesting. Like no one, no one says <laughs> Interesting. anything. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I think yeah. that's amazing. To be fair though, after you did that, you inspired me as well. And I, I already told you this, but basically I don't really post that many photos of myself anymore online um Mm. because I just don't which I I don't want to do a lot of anyways because I'm like there's no point getting that validation from other people but like I took a cute selfie and I was like you know what I'm gonna post that I'm gonna put it online yeah I feel like it's all about like your attention behind it you know if it's just like a cute photo and you want to share it because you feel good in the moment then why not you know if it's not oh you're only sharing this because you want to feel better about yourself so and that's the thing I didn't even look at like I didn't even open my messages or anything I just posted I was like you know what everyone I want everyone to know I'm having a fun night tonight yeah having some friends over and like I didn't I wasn't like checking who saw it and like are are people messaging me and Mm. I like didn't care which was so nice to do that's so good see I feel like maybe we can just like find or like with you with a thing like that you want to care less about what people think maybe you can just like find small ways to challenge yourself you know for even if it's like something tiny like going out on a walk with Ed or going to the grocery shops and like you don't look put together you know that's you just that's go the, out the way you are yeah I think that's the first thing I want to do now is like um because I think it's an easy step to start with uh but mm-hmm. like yeah going out and like maybe wearing an outfit that I'd be comfortable wearing at home and like usually I'd change before going out but actually just being like you know what just do it like if, if yeah. people don't think you look that good today it doesn't matter like it doesn't yeah not the end of the world so I think that's a good place to start so at least uh at least there's plans in action I love that. I think that's really yeah. good. You can update us on your progress next week. 
Please. I will do. <laughs> that, this was a long uh, high and low. Yeah, this was a long intro. <laughs> it's like 24 minutes. Love that for you. Love that for me. <laughs> oh, well, I feel like it's also important to like catch up and talk about these things. Yeah, you know? exactly. Maybe we can now actually get into the topic. I think that's a good idea, you know? Amazing! Let's do it! <laughs> Let's bloody do it! So I guess we, we wanted to start off by just, like, opening up about our experiences with, like, feeling overwhelmed. If there's anything recently that's just been a bit too much. Do you want me to go first? Shall I just smash it out? Just smash it out, girl. Just smash it out. Okay, so I, f- I feel like, okay, you know what, it's actually useful because the first 20 minutes of my highs were basically something that has been making me feel super overwhelmed lately. The society pressure to figure it all out and like having to mm. now unlearn a lot of things is just like, I know what I want to do and like, I wish it was an easy fix, but it's not. And that's like overwhelming me a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I'm not going to go into that in more detail because I literally just did. But then other things that are overwhelming me now is like work pressure, I guess. And it's like, the unspokenness of like okay you're at your job now but you should you always need to be thinking of the next thing like what do you want to do next mm. what's the next salary that you want to get what's the next promotion gonna be when are you gonna get it i feel like there's never a moment to just like enjoy what you're in or mm. like the level that you're in and you always have to be thinking and like every day is you trying to prove yourself that you're good enough to do the next step i guess or to be the next yeah being the next role that you want to be in so i think that's just been a bit but it's more like self-pressure in that sense. Um, and then in terms of like previous things where I felt really overwhelmed, I think it was mainly school and having to do exams. I think exams are such an overwhelming experience that like people Super just... Super overwhelming. Because you, you're, as we said earlier, you're like completely judged on how you do on a piece of paper. For like one to four hours, you know, it's, you have so little control. They, really. But they have such a big impact on yeah. what what course you end up doing and like if those are the ones that end up getting you into university like everything well that's for school exams and then uni exams they help you get a job you know so it's like there's so much pressure and it's like such an impactful thing Mm. that you're just expected to do and handle and I just remember it just being a bit too much for me (laughs) at some points yeah I feel like every student has been in that in those situations right where like exam season is just so stressful and it's like you because you you let everything slide like you I feel like in in those times when it's been like peak exam season you know when I I literally was like in the library probably for like a couple months like 12 hours a day but obviously like I wouldn't be exercising in a healthy way or even eating in a healthy way no. or sleeping enough or anything and even like because you're mentally so focused on that one thing I'm sure that's not healthy for you either because it's like kind of constant mental stress yeah and then something that's been overwhelming me a bit recently as well is uh like I'm when I whenever I go home to see my parents and my family I like I obviously love it and stuff but as soon as I leave I get so homesick and mm. it's just like me having to jump back into work and like just pretend like life here is normal when like I do a part of me still wants to be at home with my family do you ever have it that like when you're actually with your parents do you ever feel overwhelmed by knowing that you'll be going back home soon and you'll be feeling homesick yeah to make the most of every single second that you have or yeah well I feel like you know that as well about me like like I would I was so honest with you and I was like I'm not gonna record today because 
Mm. I feel guilty like I want to be with my family right now and like there's always this guilt it's like if I'm not doing things with my family in that moment it's like I'm losing time and that's Mm. such an overwhelming feeling to have as well it's like realizing that now that we're adults and stuff like I probably will only see my parents twice a year and like as I get older and have other commitments and like have kids and stuff you know it's like I feel like there's like such little time and like it overwhelms me that I can't I don't have the freedom to like do whatever I want you know because also we both live so far away from our parents you even more so than I yeah you know it's not Love as easy as like just hopping over for a weekend or yeah being yeah it has to, to be something that's like dinner. properly planned <laughs> yeah yeah that makes what about it you difficult. what are what what's overwhelming you or has done in the past yeah I feel like when I was at school or university definitely exams because I think I don't know if it's external pressure I think I just like put a lot of internal pressure on myself you know I always felt like I had to do the best so that I could make myself proud and I'm sure that a part of that is like I want to make other people proud but you know for me it felt like I needed to do this for myself like had a lot of like internal drive and ambition so that I would feel good about whatever exams I did and it wasn't even obviously you know the grade is kind of what mattered at the end of the day but for me it was always like I needed to know that I did like my maximum amount of work that I could do so that I could go into the exam at least knowing that I've like done what I could yeah um so even if probably I could have studied a lot less and gotten like a similar end result at uni I still needed to know for myself that like I did that Mm. so just to and I think that obviously puts a lot of pressure like if you just I think university or school can be just such a stressful environment I know that you know, whenever we put on our stories about like, you know, little question boxes of, I don't know, what's bothering you right now or what do you want to go well or anything like that. Like a lot of people always talking about like deadlines coming up or wanting to do well in in upcoming deadlines or and I just, yeah, I feel like we've all kind of been there and it's just a really tough time, especially, I mean, my boyfriend has like three exams in three days, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday coming up and I just think those sort of things and then a boyfriend of my friend is doing his law exams in in German it's like erstes Staatsexam and it's kind of so you study all these years and these are like the exams that matter like none of the grades before matter and he has six exams in like six days in a row yeah I literally feel so anxious you just talking about it (laughs) (laughs) and like that just I think it's insane the amount of pressure that these systems put on students yeah <laughs> it's just mad when it's not realistic um, at all because someone could have no. someone could have a bad week I don't know so like let's say they're ill that week or something and that t- determines so much you know so yeah shit. it's crazy and um but yeah I feel like in general sort of now for me I often feel overwhelmed when I just let things build up for too long and like put too much on my plate mm. which is why I've been trying to be really conscious about cancelling plans or not putting things in my diary when I don't feel overwhelmed yet you know kind of like I'm really trying to cut that off before it even happens yeah yeah um and for me it's most of the time like a mix of things like often it will be because of you know work I'm working too late of hours or it's like a stressful deadline or something like that but then it's often mixed with you know but I want to also socialize or you know even emotions can be pressure or like societal pressures like I feel like 
in the past I felt overwhelmed by a desire to look a certain way or to eat a certain way or maintain a certain you know aesthetic or image of myself like even that used to be overwhelming and I feel like for me it almost just feels like a physical sensation like it can feel so intense that just like that feeling of everything building up inside until it just almost like it feels like I'm gonna crack like something's (laughs) gonna crack and just like is all gonna bubble up to the surface I've literally had that in my parents bedroom I like as in in my bedroom in my parents house I've literally like I remember things at work were really stressful and I was just feeling stressed and overwhelmed already and then I got like two calls within the space of like and I oh I had a job interview the next day and I got two calls within the space of two days saying that like two different bank of my bank cards were being hacked and I think I like hung up the phone and I like screamed I like nobody was in the room I just like screamed to myself because I was yeah. like, ah, like I was just like I remember my parents coming in like Leo are you okay oh my god I hate when that happens though when yeah. you already have so much on your plate and then like something happens and you're like why now like why did mm-hmm. this have to happen now when I'm like already so stressed and already so busy it's so funny because it could be any sort of minor inconvenience right like on a normal day I mean obviously my bank cards being hacked is not that great but like you can just deal with it you know you like disable your cards you make sure everything's okay you get a new one sent to you blah 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 yeah things will be fine but then in a moment where like everything is already so stressful and it's like the hours before my interview and I haven't prepared for it yet and then work already is stressful and you know in that moment I was like ah (laughs) I would break um but it's like yeah. a tipping point and it's just like no exactly and I think that's that. what I'm trying to figure out now is like f- figuring out where my breaking point is and where is yeah. that healthy balance between being productive and like having like healthy amount of things to do because I would never you know want to just like be lazy and lazy about like yeah. because that doesn't make me feel good either but then also giving myself enough rest and enough time when I need to be and I, I guess that's all comes with learning how to say no or setting boundaries and everything like that. And yeah. I feel like there's been two points in my life that I can recall where like I got so overwhelmed where I had panic attacks. Like I've mm. only had two panic attacks in my life. And it was almost both of them were triggered by something seemingly meaningless at the time and I remember the second time I didn't even know what it was caused by like it was kind of like seemingly random but then in retrospect I see that it was just because the the second time for example was when I just graduated uni yeah and I think it was just without even knowing I had so much the sense of like where am I even going like I had no idea what the future was going to hold and having to make all these big decisions and you know kind of being (laughs) overwhelmed by this notion of the future is now just like wide open you know um so I think that can be scary as well almost having I feel that now yeah yeah because obviously I'm I I can move like Mm. my contract finishes in April and Ed and I are in this phase now where like what the heck do we do do we stay in Newbury do we move to London do we move somewhere else and like we, we keep trying to make it a rational decision like okay you're working here I'm working here but like anything can change like anything can happen I get that feeling of like when you know you need to make a decision or like that something that you there that there will be a point in your life where like you need to make a big decision mm-hmm. but there's so many options and so many choices and it's like that pressure of like but what's the right decision when there really isn't a right decision to take and you yeah. just have to you just have to hope that it's the right decision 
whatever you end up making and it's just like a stressful conversation to have as well like especially when you're making you're making these decisions with a partner I think that makes yeah, it 10 times harder imagine. because because I do you have feel like my... it makes it harder or do you feel like you have like some emotional support because you're like in it together well it's nice it's nice at the end of the day to be like you know what at the end of the day no matter where we are where we live as long as I'm with you that's like the most important yeah. thing but that that conversation happens after a stressful two-hour discussion of like me having to say these are my priorities like I can't I don't want to commute two hours every Mm. single day to go into work even if it's once a week I don't want to do that and like then your partner having other priorities and like then the the, just the uncomfortable conversation of money I think money is such a hard thing to talk about as well Um, because each person has their own perception of like what is a good amount to spend on on something and what's not so it's just Mm. like you can't force the other person to see the things see things the way you do so you just need to find a balance I think it is a bit tricky that's so interesting I feel like that's already like signs of like a grown-up relationship isn't it like so adult moving house and where you're gonna live and balancing because I, I guess a major con of living in London is higher rent prices and that's like <laughs> yeah like drastically higher than anywhere else yeah um, and I'm like being completely frank like we can't it's not sustainable when we when we also because that's another thing like we can make decisions now but Ed and I want to buy a house at some point and we need yeah. to think okay but we want to save as much as we can now you know you're so adult I can't believe it I called my mom and I was like mom I just want to be kidding in I just want to live with you and not have to worry about all of this shit <laughs> what did your mom say uh she was just like yeah but you have to deal with it <laughs> but I also feel like I mean yes we have to be adults and be responsible in some ways but then also we are as young as we're ever gonna be you know so yeah it's only gonna get worse (laughs) no but you know if you wanted to live in London for two years and I guess spend more rent money because you just want to have that experience I don't think future you would look back and be like that was silly you know yeah yeah it's really tricky I think you just gotta you have to balance again again it's all about a tricky balance which I feel like the word in itself is really hard to achieve you know but (laughs) that balance of doing what you want and going after what you want but then also obviously keeping in mind your future but I feel like future you all that future you wants for you is to be happy with where you are you know and to be enjoying whatever you're doing like there's no point in living somewhere for two years or three years when and then you know you not liking the place where you live that much or not having any friends around or you know yeah, that's exactly. I don't think that's worth it so I think no. it's just finding a balance between the two and I think it goes back to me not caring like I need to stop caring what other people think oh really well yeah like I don't want I think a part of it is like oh but I want people to think I'm responsible and like mm. I think that's like interesting. set myself up you know like I don't want people to be like oh she doesn't know what she's doing you know but that's like a whole other conversation, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, you definitely have to let go of that. You're living your own life. Nobody is yeah. actually thinking about what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you've got to do what you feel like is the right decision for your life. I just think big and... decisions are overwhelming in themselves because you don't yeah. know the outcome. And it goes all the way back to like un- people not being comfortable with uncertainty. It's because the human brain just loves making I us love that for me. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll figure it out and you know it, I think. Like, yeah, it'll all You be know fine. you'll be fine. Whatever happens, you'll be... what, Like you said, you'll be with Ed, who's the person that you want to be with and want to live with. And I think yeah. wherever you do live, you'll make it home. You'll be fine. 
I am 100% yeah. sure of it. I totally interrupted you, though, because you were saying what you were... Oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. But I have to say, selfishly, I want you to move to London. <laughs> Thank you. I will likely be closer than where I am now. That's all I'm saying. <gasps> okay, that gets me excited. <laughs> <laughs> feel like we have talked about us being overwhelmed enough maybe we can move on to a bit more I don't know I guess I think it's funny because we were both making notes and we realized after that we literally used exactly the same sources so we in essence have exactly the same notes (laughs) (laughs) how would you describe the next section that we're going into now we know that everyone gets overwhelmed and we all have our own experiences that we have to deal with but now the question that we want to know is but why why do people get overwhelmed is it to do with society or is it a part of our brain? Yeah, so it was interesting because apparently um, there's two Harvard professors who are called Robert Keegan and Lisa Leahy. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name her name correctly. But they wrote a book and they kind of discuss, it's called Immunity to Change. And in this book, they discuss how actually the increase in complexity, which happens in like a modern life, has left many of us actually feeling overwhelmed. And because the complexity of our world has surpassed the complexity of our mind, that kind of also has affected the ability to handle that level of complexity, but then also be effective at the same time. And I think it's just, you know, us figuring out a way how to deal with this, because I think a lot of the time, you know, when you have a lot on, your classic response is just like to put more hours in and to work harder at that when actually the what you should be doing is like taking a step back and reevaluating things but I just think it's interesting that actually it makes sense to me that modern life has made things harder for us because there's so many inputs and stimulations and things you could be doing and yeah things you should be doing and so many inputs at all points of the day yeah and it's just crazy. like exposure of like we can see so much of what's going on like we see everyone every everything that other people are doing and we're like oh but we should be doing that in our lives yeah. in our day-to-day lives and then also just like work like work life has gotten I think way more intense but that's yeah it's not the fact of like we can't just live our lives being like okay I'm overwhelmed and I have lit less hours but I need to like somehow create more hours in the day to do exactly everything I want to do you know like that's not the mm. way going forward I, I think it all ties in I think we've spoken about this before in the terms of how hustle culture productivity is really glamorized romanticized and I messaged you this the other day of like is this normal because that's <laughs> the company I work in I feel like it's almost every single call I have with like if there's like several people on there's kind of like this running joke or like running thing of like everybody kind of talking about how overwhelmed they are how stressed they are how much they've got going on how many unread emails they have how (laughs) like it's always also funny (laughs) when new people join almost we have the same conversations over again oh like I don't want to scare you and then like people go into kind of (laughs) not complaining for 10 minutes but it's almost like this contest of like repairing you you that this is how it is yeah and it's almost I feel like the impression that you get or that I get when I'm when I'm working is like if I'm not feeling like I'm stressed or if I'm not if I'm not feeling like my workload is too much then I'm almost doing something wrong because it means I'm doing too little you know yeah. I've got too much I have got too little on my plate if I'm not feeling overwhelmed with work which is such a shit feeling quote unquote whereas, complain about it yeah whereas actually feeling like being content and being like actually I have all my shit together isn't that the epitome of like you being 
good at what you're doing like you shouldn't feel like you're running out of time and like you don't have enough time to do things to convince yourself that okay that actually means that you're working hard enough you know like Mm -hmm. doing the exact amount of time uh, hours that you should be doing that is that's like still i've been dealing with this all week as well i think that's so interesting yeah i mean i I even had an intern in like our team meetings and she was saying how you know she's been working sundays and stuff like that you know and she's been working not only late evenings but yeah she's had to turn on a laptop on a sunday weekend sort of thing and that's i mean not saying that interns don't work hard because i feel like interns are sometimes the ones that work the hardest but i just think it's crazy that you know people at every level are feeling this like extreme amount of responsibility and pressure to deliver something and to be delivering something the next day or you know it's like very hard and i think that's something i'm practicing um to be able to say no to work projects and that's sometimes hard because sometimes you can't say no because something something is just has to be done and I guess that's the same with like exams like you'd like to say no but you can't like you just have to do it sometimes so I guess it's this balance of knowing like when to push through and how to push through but almost distancing it in your mind so that you still manage to stay sane and healthy mentally whilst you're doing it for yeah. example with work not attaching that much personal pressure and emotions to it yeah exactly i just want to add to that and say that well this is from an article from a guy called peter michelson and he wrote it in 2012 which is a long time ago but <laughs> very relatable um <laughs> and he said that basically feeling overwhelmed can sometimes be a normal reaction to very difficult circumstances um and sometimes our brain can also make everyday challenges like work being sad about something choices that you need to make finances and all those things it can our brain can make those things feel overwhelming but we can also feel overwhelmed by things we can't influence and things we can't control um and we may tell ourselves that it's a difficult situation that we're in that is causing us to feel this overwhelmed feeling but this can also be an illusion so it might not actually be the world and the circumstances that are fully responsible for us producing this overwhelmed feeling And instead, we should actually think back at, like, try to uncover the negative emotions that are are inside us that are producing this feeling. Because without noticing, we're experiencing emotions that are connected to feeling helpless and weak and defeated. So I think understanding this is really important when we're trying to understand why we we feel overwhelmed. Because we can realize that actually it's a psychological defense. So you feel Mm -hmm. overwhelmed because of other things rather than the actual situation that you're in. Um, yeah. and like properly understanding that can help you tackle how to handle it That's so if interesting. that makes sense yeah and I also feel like I mean I again read this in a different article that I think we both read but I think it's interesting because you almost are doing yourself a disservice by being overwhelmed not that you really have much control over it but what I read is that it actually has a cognitive impact of being of, of feeling overwhelmed so the impact of this can be you know mental slowness forgetfulness confusion difficulty with concentrating thinking logically have an impaired ability to problem solve you can have a racing mind and actually you know if you have overthink if you like are feeling overwhelmed over a you know longer period of time then you can actually have cognitive fatigue which makes us more prone to distractions and you have like less agile thinking so it's like Which counterproductive. Is, exactly, you, it's so ironic because yeah. often in the feel, in the situations where you're feeling overwhelmed, that's when you need your mental quickness. That's when you need exactly. to not be distracted. But that just shows how important it is, I guess, in those moments. It's 
counterproductive to continue to study or to continue to work or to continue to to subject yourself to whatever is feeling is making you feel overwhelmed because in that moment you're probably not going to solve that problem or you're you're not going to be studying that productively and actually what would help your brain in thinking more effectively is taking a step back or you know trying to approach the situation from a different perspective to first reduce those feelings of overwhelm and then approach the problem yeah completely and also there's physical symptoms to being overwhelmed like you can feel heavy in your chest you can start getting headaches you can grind your teeth and clench your jaw Mm. you can have changes in eating habits and you can just feel more tired anxious and depressed and even have stomach problems there's so many reasons for us to realize that actually being overwhelmed is not good i feel like everyone knows that anyways but it's like yeah if you if you really realize how it affects you mentally and physically it can kind of convince you to be like you know i really need to find ways not to be overwhelmed having those like steps and practices that you take whenever you are feeling overwhelmed is so important i think people sometimes they like feel overwhelmed and i'm not speaking on behalf of everyone but like i feel that sometimes i feel overwhelmed but then that's just like the end of it i'm like okay i feel this way i don't actually know how to handle it because i because it's so overwhelming and it feels like everything's happening and like you just have no time to actually handle it but you there are things that you can do. That leads us on very nicely to the next section. <laughs> because that is, we just wanted to give some advice from our own experience, but then also, again, things that we've read online on, you know, what can you do in these situations where you're feeling super overwhelmed to reduce those feelings? yeah and I think the first thing I'm going to say is kind of what we've already touched on but it's just kind of rethinking your situation and kind of trying to approach it from a different perspective because I think a lot of the time and again I think being overwhelmed ties in a lot with stress and we all know stress is very bad for us physically and mentally Mm, yeah (laughs) and I think sometimes it is you know how we look at a situation or how we perceive a situation which is making the whole thing appear more stressful than it actually is yeah. Um. And again, I think sometimes speaking to somebody else can help with that, you know, just showing you a different point of view, but maybe also just in your mind reflecting on it and like trying to see it from a different perspective, almost like a, a bird's eye perspective. I feel like that sometimes helps me of like zooming out almost and trying to see your yeah. your life and your problem from like a bird's eye view and like trying to see all of the pieces on in a logical way. Like, for example, with your moving thing, you know, from where you're sitting, I completely understand it's such a stressful decision to make because and overwhelming because you know your lease ends in April so you're probably gonna have to make a decision by I don't know March Feb like that is very very soon that's like in one or two months sort of thing and it's obviously a big decision because you know that's going to impact the next one two years of your life yeah but then if you actually zoom out I feel like you'll be able to see of you know how I guess what a small problem that is no I'm not trying to like no 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 you know invalidate your emotions but as in like in your in the whole picture if you're looking at it you have a stable job your boyfriend has a stable job you have each other which I think is the most important thing and you have the financial freedom and even like I guess like the familiar free like of like both of your families being settled in their own places of you're actually able to make an independent choice like you're not tied to anybody else or yeah you know you don't have to be anywhere else which is forcing (laughs) your opinion yeah so it's it's kind of like a 
almost like a lucky situation to be in I feel like that you get to make this decision together and even if like worst case scenario you could always like find a different job or you know move somewhere for one year and then move again so exactly I think that's the thing is like so I guess to add to what you're saying because I I think something really useful to do when you're feeling overwhelmed is like mind dumps to try pinpoint Mm. like what actually is it that's making you feel this overwhelmed yes um and and I guess through my situation for example for me it was being in a situ in a place that I ended up not liking and that a place that just didn't feel right and that's the thing that like is scaring me the most but Mm. now that I've realized that I can then say actually but you can get like a six-month contract and let's say you move somewhere and you don't like it it's just six months and you can yeah. make the decision to move. Like, it's not... I'm not going to be stuck there for the rest of my life, you know? No. So it's like knowing that worst case scenario, you just leave and find another place, you know? Yeah. So it's not as scary as it can feel in this moment. Yeah, I feel like sometimes... I don't think in all situations, but I think for me, it sometimes helps, like, thinking about the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario in this example would be you move somewhere, you absolutely hate it, you know? Yeah. Sh- shit place shit flat (laughs) yeah absolutely awful no friends around and then exactly what you said like worst case scenario even if you hated it for a couple months you could probably find somebody on spare room to take over your contract you know yeah my friend had literally signed a contract in london and the flat was so horrible she like managed to get out of the contract you know exactly like there's always a way exactly there's always a way so i think sometimes that helps yeah shifting your perspective trying to think about what is the actual root cause of the problem and okay is that root cause truly as bad as you think it is yeah and exactly. I feel like for brain dumps I mean we talk about this so often but I think journaling is super helpful yeah exactly. <laughs> you know just trying to brain dump everything on a page or even if you're more of like a an auditive learner like maybe even voice noting yourself or voice noting a friend whatever helps you I feel like that sometimes helps me clear my head as well if you're like speaking it out loud yeah just trying to like organize your thoughts a little bit and trying to figure out what is that source of overwhelm because sometimes I think it can even be that can be the most helpful thing because sometimes the feeling of being overwhelmed is so much you don't even know why are you feeling overwhelmed yeah exactly (laughs) you know so sometimes it's even just that like trying to figure out oh what is the core reason what is like 80% of like my me feeling overwhelmed actually caused by and how can I fix or address those exact things? Yeah. And I think like a tool we have that we don't use enough is just like our ability to like compartmentalize things and like actually mm. organize our thoughts and our feelings. And I guess like another thing that helps me when I'm feeling overwhelmed is when it comes to like work stuff, let's say, or like just things I need to get done is like, using organizational platforms like they're there for a reason if you set goals and set daily tasks it can help you visualize what you need to do rather than like just have the feeling and like know that there's several things that you need to do but like not seeing that it seeing it like written out and then having that feeling of like being able to cross out tasks Mm. can help you feel accomplished and like actually like properly checking things off can be really helpful yeah i agree i feel like digital tools are really helpful to help organize you like for example I used to have, like, up to literally a month ago, I used to have Notion as my personal life planning tool where I have, like, everything, and but also for my work. So I had kind of, like, two different sections. And yeah. I was realizing it just kind of got a little bit cluttered. And, like, whenever I went, 
even on the weekdays, it was so easy for me, uh, even on the weekends, it was easy for me to go into my work section and see, oh, what will I like my next meetings or what do I have to do mm. and all of this. So I recently transitioned for my work notes and everything to do with work. I transitioned to OneNote. And yeah. so I've kind of been doing and really I took I'm sure like one or two hours where I really took the time to transfer all of my notes into OneNote and like really organize mm-hmm. them and section them off and color coded them and stuff like that. And even though that technically, you know, I I was very busy that day, I had a lot to do, but I just knew that in that moment that was important because yeah. and it, it sets like you saved up. me in the long run. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> and I feel like same with the dig- having like a digital clear space or organized space, same with like your physical space. Sometimes I feel like you can feel even more overwhelmed or stressed if your physical space around you is untidy or clean, like yes, unseen completely. as well. So sometimes I think it's more productive than trying to like study and or like work productively and you know you've got all these things that are like lying around or the dishes are still in the sink and you know you still have to do them I think sometimes it's actually more helpful to just take a step back from your work for a minute and like just go tidy whatever you need to tidy have like an emotional clean and then Mm -hmm. Then I just feel like yeah exactly and then you sit back down and you feel so much lighter I think immediately I feel that too to be honest we're like especially with people working from home and stuff it's so important to have a space where it like feels calm you know that you can be focused but like also feel peaceful like working like having your light like a cute little light next to you and like having candles and stuff can can Mm. completely make you make a shitty situation at least a little bit better Leah has such a pretty room I feel like you should give a a room tour on your um oh my god thank you I feel like I've really grown into like I'm really having fun with interior at the moment like yeah like making like adding small details to my room I think I used to be such a bland white kind of girl basic like I wanted everything (laughs) to be like white and neutrals and like nothing could divulge from that and I'm really having fun with adding color and I love random tidbits and like I just I bought a new candle holder and it's like light green and it's made of Venetian glass. I'm very I'm very so cute. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> and it's just I feel like it's just fun. But yeah, I feel like creating a space that you feel at peace in is really important. And then yeah, then my next thing, which again I kind of mentioned already, is just like setting boundaries or like saying no sometimes. You know, and I think that can be really hard sometimes. I think for some people it's easier than for others, but. <laughs> you know, if it's, if it's at work, you know, you want to say yes to something and you want to feel like you're the one who always accepts any challenge and, you know, rises to it and always helps other people out. Or if it's in social situations, you know, you don't want to miss out on time with your friends or you want to be there for people, you want to make the memories and stuff like that. But sometimes it's actually the healthier and wiser and more productive choice for everyone around you if that's your organization because maybe somebody else could actually do it better than you if you're feeling overwhelmed in that moment yeah, or if it's exactly. in social situations if it's your true friends like they want you to feel good and they want you to have a good time so they wouldn't want you to come like I think yeah they're not gonna force you to be there if they know you're not gonna be exactly and it's there. not like and they're not gonna your friendship isn't gonna combust into a pile of dust just because you weren't there one or two evenings you know (laughs) exactly and spending time like properly dedicating time to be like I'm gonna spend the next two hours like me let's say this week like being like I'm gonna spend the next hour by myself in a bath and stuff that that it's important to set routines that include that as well 
because if you i feel like if you don't set time like time basics like time boxing if you don't set a certain amount of time for yourself to relax unwind then there's always going to be something else that comes up but if you properly say you know actually from seven till nine i'm gonna do this then it can help yeah completely okay should we say our final two things because i think we've been recording for, for ages <laughs> yeah one of the most important things for me is changing the mindset so instead of instead of going into it being like i have so much to do today i need to do all of this today i don't have any time to do this changing it to okay i want to do this today or like today i got the chance to do this or i can choose to prioritize this today so like reframing it in your mind where one you know you have the opportunity to choose what you want to do it feel it gives you the freedom i guess to feel like okay you know what it's not it's not like something that i have to do it's something that i want to do yeah i like that and just prioritizing is so important like like it's not the end of the world if you can't do everything in one day so it's like mm. picking and choosing to be like i okay today i feel like i can do this and so then just prioritize it because then you will still feel the sense of accomplishment when doing it but that's my, I think that's such an important one. I really like that. Even with exams, for example, I feel like we've been talking about that a little bit, but I think it's just very relatable to a lot of people. Um, and it's even if you try and approach it as you are studying, not because of the exam, but you're studying to enable you to have the life and the career that you want. So it's like, you know, you get to work on this chance for your future like you get to do yeah. this for your future self and you yeah exactly. even I mean studying in itself is, is a great privilege right the, the fact that you get to study and consume knowledge and improve your mind and you know even though it's under stressful circumstances it still means that you're in a privileged position in essence you know because it means that you'll be able to improve your career chances or go into the field that you want to or whatever yeah. it is and it's like yeah you get to do this you get to build this life that you want for yourself yeah um I think the other thing I would say is kind of just like trying to challenge your assumptions because I think sometimes assumptions can kind of just like keep you stuck in things and behaviors that are actually unproductive so I think for me it used to be kind of like oh if I don't do this perfectly like for example with with exams or even with you know the the body and and food thing you know if I if I don't do this this whole thing correctly or perfectly then I'll be a disappointment or other people won't like me anymore or that whole assumption which is yeah I wanted to ask you Cara if you know you know if you have any assumptions that you feel like maybe are unhelpful in feeling overwhelmed I think it's just more for me it's more like self-assumptions that okay if I don't get this done today then I failed the day like if I if I set out to say, oh, okay, I wanted to do this today, but life got in the way and I didn't do it, I I assume that then I didn't do today properly. Like, it just didn't yeah. go the way it should have. Which is, which is so funny because I feel like, yeah, then you have to kind of, first of all, identify what is that limiting belief or assumption that you have and then kind of, like, debunk it and, like, prove to yourself that it's actually not true. Because, for yeah. example, doing a day properly, what does that even mean? Like, who says exactly. doing a day properly even <laughs> means? <laughs> you know? Doing yeah. a day properly could mean literally doing nothing that day. And what does doing nothing even mean? Like, you know, resting, that's that's doing something. Or taking the evening off, even though you were supposed to do that one productive thing. Yeah, I think um, that's something I do want to mention. Like, when we're putting all this pressure to be like, okay, make a to-do list. And, like, that helps you plan out your day or whatever. I think it's, like, 
and I, I guess I'm saying this to myself as well, but reminding yourself at the end of the day that if you didn't get it done, that's okay. Like you did as much as you could that day and that's the most important yeah. thing. Um, and just being kind to yourself because there will always be tomorrow, you know? Well, hopefully. <laughs> but <laughs> there will, you know, we have more time than we really think. And it's not the end of the world if you don't do or set out to do whatever you you, you know you wanted to do in the first place yeah i feel like it's it's a two-edged sword because on the one hand we have more time than we think yeah but then also life's too short to waste it on putting that much pressure on yourself and feeling exactly stressed and overwhelmed exactly so yeah i feel like that's a good note to end on i think this episode has helped me realize that at the end of the day your own perceptions of yourself is the most important thing and like things in life can get in your way but your thoughts and how you perceive what you've done is and your judgments of yourself are the only judgments that matter and i want to i want to believe that more it's my goal my goal me too it's i've got exactly the same goal so oh my god and we have the same episode notes how key (laughs) we are so in sync and it's so funny because uh, okay last little tidbit but i've got this like journal where it's like one question a day and so you answer one question a day for like five years so like for example looking through today i can see what i answered this day like a year ago or something like yeah that, well the last time i filled this out was in 2019 so i'm only like restarting it now <laughs> but it's so funny because one of the questions in 2019 was who is most like you at this point in time like which people are the most similar to you and yeah. i said you in 2019 <laughs> you and alexa she's so cute because i was like yeah like i still agree with 2019 me she was so. right yeah we are i feel like it's gotten even more extreme like we are morphing into the same person the way we dress and the things we do (laughs) in our free time we are really uh doing the same things (laughs) (laughs) right we're just rambling anyways we hope you're having a good week and that you enjoyed this episode and if you related to anything or are French and want to tell us about your thoughts on Emily in Paris <laughs> just let <laughs> us know so yeah DM us anything so yeah have a nice week guys thank you for listening bye bye bye